For all things sports, the hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, and every personal takes, you're listening to Sideline Story. Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussion. I'm your host, Brandon Yates, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang and Fu Yu. And Tian Yu joins us once again, and we're always happy to have him with us on the show. And today we will be talking about the latest Qatar 2022 FIFA World Cup news and talking points. And of course, the headlines have been dominated by the two fantastic semifinals that took place. We saw... A pretty phenomenal performance from Argentina as they overcame Croatia. And we also saw defending World Cup champions France end Morocco's dream run in the World Cup with a 2-0 win in their semi-final. So we will see Argentina and Lionel Messi facing Kylian Mbappe and France in a World Cup final. That should be really phenomenal to watch. For you, I'd like to start with you. Um, let's talk about the French team. And of course, I guess they were one of the favorites before the World Cup did begin, but they weren't really the number one team that was discussed in terms of getting all the way through to the final. And we saw a pretty impressive display from them, despite a lot of pressure being put on them by African side Morocco, who of course were a surprise package by getting through to the semifinals. But they really did put um, the defending champions under pressure. But um, France managed to hold out and also keep a clean sheet. So are you a fan of the French manner of victory? Do you think that they should continue to play with a really strong defensive setup um, to go on and potentially win the FIFA World Cup and become defending World Cup champions? Um, yeah, it's interesting. France were my pick for the World Cup winner before this tournament began. I said that in one of our earlier episodes. And I like this French squad for their efficiency, which I said last week is the most important thing in a football game, in my opinion. And in their semifinal match against Morocco, France actually had only 40% possession. And They only had two shots on goal, but they were able to convert both of those chances into goals, which is exactly what I meant last week when I said that compared with um, Tiki Taka, a highly efficient team only need the other team to make one mistake. Or in this case, in the case of this semifinal, uh, France only needed to do it once or or twice, and it'll make all the difference. And their defense has been interesting to watch uh, because up until the semifinals, they didn't finish one game with a clean sheet, which uh, again takes us back to the discussion about efficiency. Um, France can afford that. I think because they have Kylian Mbappe, Antoine Griezmann, and Olivier Giroud to guarantee that efficiency so they can afford to falter defensively. But of course, but not too much. And one comment I read, which I think is very to the point, is that four years ago, France also started their World Cup campaign with weak defenses, but they've got so many talented defenders and the dip in form is only temporary, but the quality of the players are permanent. So I think 
when they have that combined with efficiency, it makes the French squad almost invincible. Yeah, I think you know you you make a couple of valid points there that they've got so much、um, depth and quality and、um, the ability to finish off chances and kind of、um, fix some mistakes if something does go wrong because of all of the quality that they do have. And finishing off chances and and efficiency is is so crucial. I I couldn't agree with you more. You know, obviously holding on to possession has its perks, but just being able to finish off chances is crucial. As we now saw in that game against Morocco, finishing off chances is the reason that they've gotten through to the final, and it could potentially、um, win them the overall final. Tianyu,、um, of course, now for you and I both mentioned efficiency.、Um, do you think that that is a major reason why? France are in this World Cup final, and do you think that we will see a continued strong defensive display and quality finishing from the likes of Olivier Giroud, Kylian Mbappe? Yeah, I can't agree more. I would say France played in a very efficient and pragmatic manner in the match against Morocco.、Uh, they used Morocco's weapon to go against the African team. Morocco had been committed to their counter-attack strategy for the whole tournament, and it worked perfectly. So they were great in finding loopholes when the opponents were in control of the ball. But when a powerhouse like France started to use their strategy and gave up ball possession themselves, they seemed to be、uh, the Morocco team seemed to be unable to crack the defense line of the French team. So I think. Um, it's a pretty wise decision for Deschamps to give up ball possession themselves. You know, a lot of fans would criticize that、um, their victory was not beautiful, since they've got a, such a star-studded squad, and they chose a very conservative strategy. But I think their victory is well deserved, and they have every reason to use a counter-attack strategy. With the speed of Mbappe, the height of Giroud, and the flexibility of、uh, Griezmann, they just got all the weapons. I think playing defensively and waiting for the counterattack opportunity is actually a great strategy, especially when you don't have a strong squad, just like、uh, what Japan did to Germany and what Morocco did to Portugal. But it is also a great choice when you are in those big teams. You know, when Mourinho was in Real Madrid, he can also deliver very efficient and very clean counterattacks with those big big name players. So I guess、uh, when you are coaching a team like France, you really have a wide range of tactics available that can help you、uh, make your strategies more diverse. These tactics are working because they are missing. We also tend to forget so many quality midfielders. You know, the likes of Ngolo Kanté, Paul Pogba. Um, so I think the fact that you know their you know supposed weakness—I wouldn't even call it a weakness—but their less strong aspect of their squad, I guess, at this point in time, is their midfield, and they've got so much quality and experience. I think even more crucially in defence,、um, with the likes of Rafa Varane and of course、um, Hugo Lloris at goalkeeper, who's the now most capped、um, French player of all time.、Um, so I think just having You know the ability to you know kind of、um, suck in the pressure that they get from their opposition teams, and then play the ball out to the incredible speed and、um, 
creativity that they've got going forward and the efficiency with now all-time leading French scorer Olivier Giroud. And like I said, the pace, I mean, you know, of course, Kylian Mbappe, who's a global superstar. We also forget to mention Usman Dembele, who, you know, is also incredibly fast and creative and is, um, you know, provides a lot of assists for, um, you know, his fellow attackers. So I think sacrificing possession or, you know, making it less of a priority seems to be really working for France, particularly, I think, because of those, you know, that lack of midfield quality that they do have. Although it must be said, Deschamps also made the decision to, allow Griezmann to uh, play a little bit deeper and kind of take on that creative role in a midfield role um, has worked out also really well for France. So I think that the squad and Deschamps um, deserve a lot of credit for the fact that France have gotten through to this World Cup final and could potentially go all the way and win it. And speaking of, you know, teams that could potentially, you know, win the World Cup and, um, you know, of course, performed really well in the semifinals, um, Yang Guang, I'm sure that Chinese fans' uh, reactions on social media and just in the media in general and just, you know, around the water cooler, just in general chats have all, you know, I'm sure it's all been about the World Cup semifinals and potentially what's going to happen in the World Cup final. But just from what you've seen so far, Yang Guang, what has Chinese fans' reactions been to the semifinals in particular? Um yeah, there are so many talking points from those two exciting games. Um, uh, first of all, I want to follow up what the um, Fuyu and uh, Tianyu talked about France. Um, I have to say, I'm not uh, really a fan of um, the France style of play. France is uh, very rich in its uh, attacking options, but it seems like they, they prefer not to take control of the ball and the press high. Rather, they would very much like sitting back, waiting for the rivals' mistakes and beating them on the break. And um, yeah, it, it, it has worked really well. Um, this strategy has earned them a World Cup trophy, perhaps another one this year. But um, um, I personally don't like their style um, because they look too much into the results. Um, they always put practicality first. I mean, it's it's no problem, especially for two powerhouses clash in the knockout stage. But when the France team, with so many talents on the pitch, plays heavy defence, sometimes even parks bars facing the underdog Morocco, I mean, it's kind of ugly. To me, good attack earns fans, and good defence earns titles. I, I can't agree on France's style of play, considering that they, they have the full capability to play Beautiful attacking football. Um, but I have to say, it seems like more teams are following in this path of success. Argentina, um, a team that is well known for beautiful football, also played very defensively against the Croatia. Uh, their first two goals both come from counterattacks. Brazil lost to Croatia because they still pushed forward when they were leading 1 0 and exposed defensive loopholes. Um, by the way, I think Brazil played some really attractive games um, with both personal tricks and some gorgeous team plays. But um, at the end of the day, I guess it's true that if you want to win a title, a solid defensive line and a defensive strategy is something you must have nowadays, even when a power is facing an underdog. Um, well, in China, um, 
those talking points about the two semifinals are still going on. Everyone, especially, was talking about Messi dancing past Guardiola in Argentina's third goal against Croatia. People say it's a, it's a criminal move. It reminds them of、um, the younger version of Messi. Guardiola had had almost the flawless performances before that match, which also saw his market value rising. Uh, people are saying Messi slashed tens of millions euros of Guardiola's asking price with just one move.、Uh, to me,、um, yeah, it's、uh, absolutely a beautiful move that could be ranked among the top ten or top five tricks of this World Cup.、Um, I think it also reminds everyone that Messi is not too old to play top games. He's still among the best footballers right now. It pains me to say this, but you know, as a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, but oh my goodness, the way that Messi's been just performing at this World Cup, there's been so many incredible moments. I can think of, you know, the goal against Mexico, the assist,、um, you know, that he provide, you know, that you were just talking about now, Yang Guang.、Um, I'm not surprised that social media in China has been dominated by talks about Lionel Messi because. You know, at his age and the performances that he's producing for an Argentina side and taking them through to to a World Cup final, it's been absolutely amazing. And、um, yeah, in terms of the French squad, I think it is surprising, I guess, the way that they've they've been playing, and it isn't the prettiest style of football, considering that they even decide to play against supposedly teams that are much weaker than themselves. But look, I think fans are loving the fact that they're winning games and getting getting through to another World Cup final. It reminds me of.、Um, We've got a similar problem here in South Africa with our South African rugby team, where they play a very defensive style and、um, they kick the ball away a lot, and、um, you know we sacrifice possession and feed on the mistakes of our opposition. And when we win games, we praise the coach and we think, "Oh, it's a, it's the best system. It it works brilliantly, and you know、uh, we're winning so many games." But as soon as we lose, we say, "Fire the coach! Drop all of the players! It's the most boring style in the world." So. <laughs> I think if France keep winning games, it's going to work for them. But the second they lose a game, or you know, if they win, if they lose the World Cup final playing that style, then I think that all of that good work done by Deschamps and the French squad will be forgotten. So I think it's definitely a risky tactic in terms of、um, how it appeals to their fans. Speaking of what could potentially happen in the final, it is Argentina versus France, as we have already said. And we may see Messi win his first World Cup, or we may see a 23-year-old Kylian Mbappe win his second World Cup, which is still a pretty phenomenal achievement at his age. For you, I'm going to pose the question to you first: Who do you think is going to win this 2022 FIFA World Cup final? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if either team wins, but I really hope it'll be France, and because they are the whole package, they've got an World-class player in every position, and I think they really deserve to win back-to-back titles for、uh, their solidity, consistency, for how they come together as as a team, how they handled pressure, and for the quality of their individual players.、Um, as early as February two thousand and eighteen, I believed France was gonna win the World Cup, and they did that year. Today, I still believe in them. Yang Huang, your prediction? Yeah,、um, I have to agree with for you. I think the winner would be still France. They almost don't have weaknesses. This squad of players also、um, have the experience 
the gain from winning the World Cup in Russia four years ago. They know what to expect, how to deal with the pressure. Uh, their composure would be a big advantage. Argentina, meantime, um, is a rather young squad, especially some some key players. Enzo Fernandez is 21, Julian Alvarez is 22, Christian Romero is 24. Um, it's the first World Cup for some of the players and the first World Cup final for most of the players. Uh, yes, some of them went through the Copa America final, but the World Cup final is a totally different thing. Um, but I think if France finally wins, they wouldn't win easily. Uh, this Argentina squad is not the same one four years ago in Russia when they lost to France 4-2 in the round of 16. This team has great running abilities, great chemistry in the France. Don't forget, ahead of the World Cup, they were on a 36-game unbeaten run. So um, I really expect it would be a very exciting and intense final between the two teams. Tianyu, from your perspective, do you agree with um, Fuyu and Yang Wang? Do you think that France's experience and quality and tactics and chemistry um, could potentially see them defend their World Cup title? Or do you think that Argentina could win this final? Uh, I really hate to say this, but I think Argentina actually has a very big chance to win the final. You know, Messi is in great form now. And... Uh, the Argentina team is a totally different team compared to the group stage. They have shown greater attacking efficiency now. And uh, one of the few things they need to worry about is the height of their defense line. They really need to deal with the problem um, that France may use a lot of crossing to threaten their air defense. And also, uh, uh, the Argentina side will need a plan to stop Mbappe and deny him the space to show off his explosive pace. But uh, for the French team, I think uh, I, I've just got some really bad news for them. And the biggest one is that they uh, three of their players have contracted camel flu. You know, Rabiot, Opamecano and Coleman were all reported to have contracted the MERS coronavirus. So they already lost some of their best players due to injuries before the tournament, like Conte and uh, Pogba. They can't afford to lose any more players because, uh, you know, it would deal a huge blow to their morale and uh, their squad. So considering this terrible news, I think Argentina has actually a very big chance to win against France. Yeah, especially as we mentioned earlier, they're missing so many um, midfielders. Um, so the the loss of potential loss of Rabiot for that final would be a massive blow to France. So I think that that's definitely some news that um, we as journalists and fans need to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can see the most fully fit France squad as possible taking on Argentina and. My prediction, look, I think that the way that France are playing right now, the experience, you know, and all of the other qualities that we've mentioned, um, they really are looking dangerous. But even though I am a massive Cristiano Ronaldo fan, as I've mentioned uh, time and time again, I just have this this haunting vision of Messi lifting the World Cup. I don't know what it is. It's his, you know, it's the last dance. It's his last moment at the World Cup. And... I just have this vision in my head of of seeing, you know, this man lifting a World Cup title and um, just solidifying his place. And um, 
let's let's move beyond um, the World Cup now. And yeah, we've we've talked about Messi now, and of course, um, you know, in many podcasts we've had the greatest of all time discussion. And I've just mentioned now that I have this vision of Messi lifting the World Cup. You can probably also hear my tone of voice just getting a little bit sadder. Um, <laughs> but if Messi does win this World Cup, um, Yang Guang. Would it mean the end of the GOAT discussion between him and Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, I, I think so. Both of them have won continental championships once. Um, their club performances are close. Messi has more Ballon d'Or, but um, Ronaldo has more goals scored. It, it, it's like a very balanced situation to me. I would now call them the greatest two players of all time, but... Um, if Messi wins in Qatar, this accomplishment would be incomparable, especially considering that Messi has five goals and three assists to his name already at this tournament. I think even a Ronaldo fan would have to admit that uh, Messi would be the best of all time if he wins it in Qatar. Unquestionable. I think if, if Messi wins this World Cup, he's I think he's also going to go down as the best player of the tournament. So, you know, if he wins player of the tournament, if he wins the World Cup and we look at the comparisons, like you said, um, you know, uh, Yang Guang, you know, Ronaldo's scored more goals and then uh, Messi's got more Ballon d'Ors, but they both won um, titles with their country in their continents. Messi's got a Copa America um, and R Ronaldo has um, a European championship. So I think that it's you know it's it's always been a very close debate between the two of them, but yeah, I think that the only um, separator would be a World Cup, and if if Messi claims that, and you know at you know the the World Cup in four years' time, I'll be very 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 surprised if we see either Messi or Ronaldo performing at that tournament. So I think you know even as a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, if Messi does lift that World Cup title, I think that that definitely ends the debate and. Um, Lionel Messi will go down as the greatest footballer of all time. But speaking of, you know, greatest footballers, let's look at the here and now. Um, for you, in your opinion, looking at all of the best players in the world right now, um, based on form and the performances we've seen, let's say, in the last six to 12 months, would you say that Kylian Mbappe is the best player in the world right now? <laughs> this is a hard one. I, I would hesitate to call him the... The best, but um, I wouldn't have a problem if you rank him among the top of the list. He he's got the speed. Um, he's a smart player, and he seems to be functioning well with his team wherever he is. Um, of course, I'm just saying his performances on the pitch, not the not the rumors or anything that happens uh, within the club. Um, he he is still young, and in terms of the achievements, he he's uh, he can't compare with the likes of Ronaldo and Messi. But I I believe with time he will grow to become a player um, of the same magnitude, if not a better player than what we've already seen. And um, the question is whether there will be another player who can match him. And um, I really hope we can enjoy another era of double heroes. Like um, there, there's this rivalry and competition between Ronaldo and Messi. And I think there will be another player who will complete that, that competition with Mbappe. 
Yeah, I think we may potentially see that battle between Mbappe and Haaland. Um, but the only unfortunate thing, I suppose, for Erling Haaland is that he plays for a relatively weak um, national team with Norway. I guess they may get stronger in years to come. But, you know, the fact that Ronaldo and Messi play for Portugal and um, Argentina, respectively, um, I think that also just kind of made the, the race between them even closer. But domestically, I think that in the next five to ten years, we may see that battle emerging between... Mbappe and Haaland. We might see one or two other players join that list. The likes of Vinicius Jr. at Real Madrid also come to mind. Um, but yeah, I think um, watching these new up-and-coming talents um, potentially reach the levels of consistency that we've seen from Messi and Ronaldo should be something really enthralling to watch. And speaking of something enthralling to watch, the FIFA World Cup final will be taking place on Sunday and that will be fantastic to watch. But that is all we have time for this episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And of course, as always, we will be back next week with our latest topic. Enjoy the FIFA World Cup final. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.